Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Star Rental Sports Desk. Your 950 KJR Sports Headlines. All righty, kiddos. Here we go. Headlines on a busy Thursday afternoon live from the Central Bar and Restaurant in Bellevue. Brought to you by our friends at VenueKings.com. Give you in the heart. I don't think it means what you think it means. You're looking for cracking tickets? <laughs> They're coming home next Saturday against the Canucks. VenueKings.com can get you in the door. Be sure and use code SOFTY at checkout for a little discount. Speaking of the Kraken, they're back at it tonight, baby, in Nashville against the Predators. Looking for a win number one, 4.30 pregame show, 5 o'clock faceoff from Bridgestone Arena with Ian Furness right here on 950 KJR. And the Kraken have claimed Dennis Chalowski. Off waivers from Washington and newcomer Alex Barre Boulet, who was just picked up from Tampa, is in the lineup for the wow. injured Marcus Johansson. Yeah. Say that name again, by the way. Alex Barre Boulet. Is that correct? Um, Would you put money on that? Uh, I think that's right. NFL news Trey Flowers claimed by the Bengals. He is now a member of Cincinnati. Well, Washington football team going to retire. Sean Taylor is number 21 this weekend. Tonight, Tampa Bay at Philly. 520 kickoff over on 1090 KJR. Husky Guard and former Garfield star Dejon Davis has received preseason all Pac-12 honorable mention honors. Coug guard Noah Williams out of O'Day named first team preseason all-conference. And we got one baseball game tonight to decide who plays the Braves in the NLCS. Dodgers at San Francisco. Winner gets Atlanta in the NLCS. The Dodgers will start reliever Corey Knable against Logan Webb tonight. And here we go. This is Kraken Game Day, brought to you by Smartsheet. Ready to achieve more for your business? One platform, one workspace. Learn more at Smartsheet.com. Kraken Game Day on the Kraken Audio Network. All right, baby, it is a Kraken Game Day right here on 950 KJR. And we are in a spot here in Bellevue, right behind the Bellevue Art Museum off of Bellevue Way, where... You want to find a place to watch the game tonight? This is as good as there any. You go. uh, TV's everywhere. They got a bar that seems to be plenty big enough for oh, me, by the way. Yes. So that is what we call a wall of booze over there here uh, with my buddy Jacob O'Hara, the, your, your bartender yep. tonight. Yeah, uh, Jacob. Making everybody happy tonight here. The uh, face-off at 5 o'clock tonight, Central Bar and Restaurant in Bellevue. Come by and see Jacob. Drop my name. He'll give you a free straw at, uh, at 5 p.m. <laughs> for the Kraken Nashville game at 5 o'clock tonight. I got to be honest with you, man. Uh, Rick Neuheisel is going to join us in about eight or nine minutes from now and mike holmgren will be here at 345 i'm excited to get in the car after yeah. we sign off at 430 and hear what the old man sounds like at five o'clock tonight ian furness is making his nhl debut we all miss Everett Fitzhugh. we want him back on the radio as soon as possible but if there is a silver lining the old Canadian, the old yep. mayor of Maple Valley is going to realize his childhood dream and call mm-hmm. an NHL game on radio tonight. He's been talking a big game for a lot of years, and I want to see what the old man sounds like at 5 o'clock tonight. Yeah, I texted him this morning, wished him uh, good luck, and I said, 
we will be listening yeah. on our drive home. Yeah. So good luck. Don't, don't screw don't it up. Don't screw it up. Exactly. Well, I'm fired up to hear what he sounds like tonight, man. And it's uh, it's interesting because the last game we got home in time to watch it on TV. This will be a little different. A lot of people in their car hearing the radio call at 5 o'clock tonight as the Kraken go for their very first win in NHL history. So Ryan Donato is already the answer to one trivia question. Who scored the first goal? And now we can hopefully answer the next question. Who did their first win come against tonight? Coming up at 5 o'clock tonight right here on 950 KJR, but uh, Trey Flowers claimed by the Bengals. Uh, the John Gruden story obviously keeps rolling. We're going to talk to Mike uh, to Mike Holmgren about that at uh, 345. I mean, what a, what a great time to have him on, Dick. Yeah. John Gruden was on Mike's staff in Green Bay when they were together with the Packers, and now he's gone. Now his legacy is ruined. Now his name is in the gutter. This guy will never work again. Dude, when Paul frickin' Feinbaum is going on TV saying nobody should hire John Gruden, he is unhirable. He is toxic. When Paul Feinbaum is saying that you can't get hired, you know you're done. Do you think you're done forever? Forever's a long time. Yeah. And John Gruden's yeah. not an old man. Right. Um, I actually would be surprised if John Gruden does not appear in some capacity mm. in the NFL in the future. Um, may not be coaching. In the NFL. But, I mean, I'm talking in as football. A what? In football. Oh, football. Like, okay. So college football, small college, whatever. No, I'm talking about broadcasting, yeah. coaching, front office. I mean, time heals a lot of wounds. And I, I just think forever's a long time. I, I mean, maybe maybe he just takes his money and says, you know what? I yeah. had a good run. I'm yeah. just going to – I'm going to Brett Favre it and just kind of close my life down for the next 30 years. But, right. I, you know, right. I don't know. I don't know. Well, it, right now it's hard to imagine that. Oh, right. Right of now, course, today, in the near it's, future, it's, it's totally impossible, impossible to, to imagine, imagine that. that. And I, 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 I don't know, man. Unless things change in our society, which I don't know about that. I got no idea where the hell this thing's going from day to day. For God's sakes, I, I got a hard time imagining John Gruden coaching again for sure. As a matter of fact, me and my buddy Jacob, the bartender with the free straws, we were talking about this. That I, I don't know how badly he wanted to get back into coaching in the first place. Remember we had him on the air with Mike two or three times. He would always yeah. say, "I'm I'm fine. I'm making whatever I'm making millions oh, of dollars working for ESPN, like six million a year, doing nothing." And it took a hundred million dollars to get this guy back on the sideline. It took ten million bucks a year for a decade to get him back to the sideline to start coaching again. So I don't know, Dick, how much John Gruden really wanted to go back to coaching in the first place. Front office, no chance. I'd be stunned if John Gruden ends up in a front office job. The only thing down the road, and this is down the road, like two, three, four years down minimum, the road, minimum. I could see John Gruden maybe taking a small college job somewhere, but why would he want to do that? Yeah. Why would he want to do that for a guy that didn't want to get back into coaching anyway? So, I mean, I'm with you. You, you never say never, but I would think that the odds on John Gruden having a significant job in football again, the odds are long. Long, like minus five thousand on something like that, and happening. it would probably start in double-digit years. We're right. not talking about him getting a job at ESPN in twenty twenty-five. I don't see him working for ESPN ever again. Zero chance of him working for ESPN. Do you? I mean, those emails came out while he was working for ESPN. Yeah, right. That's right. So I, that's I, right. I don't see him working for ESPN at all. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Fox will give him a gig. Maybe the SEC network. But I right. would be. It, it, it's it's hard to imagine that, dude. I mean, John Gruden, 
I told you this before the guy even took the Raider job. I don't even know how great a coach he is, to be honest with you. I mean, all the success he had in Tampa Bay was with Dungy's guys, and he came in and won a championship and right. was never able to even remotely come close to duplicating that. Things were starting to click, and in Vegas, they were 3-0 and 10 days ago, but I don't know. We'll talk to Mike about that. We'll get Mike's thoughts on the Hawks this weekend against Pittsburgh. I was on with our buddy Tim Benz today, and uh, he, he told us a little secret. He said if the Seahawks want to win, if there's ever a week to blitz Jamal Adams, it's this weekend. And I move. said, why? Well, there's two reasons. Number one, what you said, Ben Roethlisberger's like 50 years old and he yep. can't move. And then number two, apparently their offensive line, not the sharpest tacks in the shed, yeah. if you know what I'm talking about. We're used about. to that okay? here. Meaning when they have to think, they don't do very well. All right? When you say, hey, man. See that big guy over there? Go block him and run down the field 15 yards. They're fine. But when it comes to picking up blitzes and stuff like that, apparently Pittsburgh's offensive line has some problems. Well, I'll throw a third reason. <laughs> because who is his security blanket against the blitz? It's Juju Smith-Schuster from between yeah. 5 and 10 yards from the line of scrimmage. He always makes himself available, and he ain't available. He's hurt, right. So they got to go more downfield to Chase Claypool, more downfield to Deontay Johnson. Deontay's got some pretty good mid-range game as well, but they're without that security blanket. So I would be shocked if we don't see a significant defensive scheme difference right. this week than we've seen in the past couple, three weeks. Well, I just don't know. I mean, for me, I think you have to start sending the guy, right? I mean, we're not into, like, desperate times call for desperate measures exactly, but we're getting close, right. right? Like, if we're in the next room over, the desperate times call for desperate measures room is right next door. So I think you got to start sending the guy. Like I told you a couple days ago, the biggest reason why you re-signed him is because the guy was getting after the quarterback, and now you're not even allowing that to happen. So you got to start to justify this deal starting Sunday. Let's get to Rick Neuheisel, courtesy of Taco Time, right now. Your home for college football Saturdays is live with CBS Sports Analyst Rick Neuheisel. Powered by Taco Time. Hungry? At Taco Time, it's easy to create exactly what you're craving. And we wouldn't have it any other way. How do you Taco Time? Customize your meal and order ahead on the Taco Time Northwest app. Taco Time. Time for something different. Now with Rick Neuheisel, here's Softy and Dick. I think I think Rick knows Nick No. uh... You know what? In three, two, and one. I'm Dick. He's Rick. Yeah, you're Dick. He's Rick. And I'm Softy. I, I think Rick, I think Rick, blah, blah. This, you know what? This is what happens when you get older, pal, and it just goes like that, just falls off a cliff. <laughs> I think Rick knows where we are. Uh, Rick, you know uh, Joseph and Randy Brazen, propri uh, the proprietors of the 520 Bar and Grill, and they opened up a brand new place, the Central Bar and Restaurant in Bellevue a couple years ago. We're here right outside Bellevue Square waiting for you. Where the hell are you? You guys are living large with the Brazens. I actually uh, was the officiant of their daughter's wedding this wow, uh, this last uh, summer uh, in Cabo. Not uh, yeah, in Cabo San Lucas. I was uh, there. Uh, Blake Fence is her betrothed, and uh, I was the guy that said all the important things. And then I got the hell out of the way for the picture. Wow. That was the most important thing as an officiant: get out of the way when they kiss the bride. Get the heck out of the picture. Rick, do you know who the officiant was for Dave Softy Mahler's wedding? Uh, it had to be some dignitary in the sports world. It is a, a huge dignitary. His name is Dick Baird. <laughs> <laughs> One of the all-timers. One of the all-timers. Just ask yeah. him. <laughs> Apparently it's an ex-Husky coaching thing where you get done coaching and then just go do weddings for free and get ordained on exactly. the internet. Exactly. Well, 
Exactly. Listen, exactly. man, uh, lots of stuff to get to with the coach. Rick Neuheisel with us, courtesy of Taco Time. We'll get your Taco Time pick of the week. And UW coming off the bye. They got UCLA on Saturday. And we noticed that UCLA beat Arizona with the same recipe that Michigan and Oregon State used to beat UW. And that's not even really worry about passing the ball and just run the ball down Arizona's throat. And, and that recipe has beaten UW twice. Can UCLA do it again this weekend? Well, Chip Kelly loves to run the ball. That's been proven for uh, the lifetime of his career. My son, the wide receiver coach, gets uh, angry phone calls from the uh, from the fathers of the wide receiver room that he coaches every weekend, saying, yes, I promise we will eventually throw the ball. But uh, when things are working, it's hard to go away from the formula. This will be a much stouter defense than they faced in Tucson, though, uh, when they get to Seattle. What would be your op- offensive game plan if you're John Donovan? There was an article today in The Athletic talking about get the ball to your best players, and those are your wide receivers. And Softy and I have con- kind of gone the other way and said, well, wait a second, Kamari Pleasant and Sean McGrew are starting to run the football, and that's your identity. So which comes first, the run game or the pass game coming up for Washington? Well, I think uh, based on what the, the numbers have said as a passing outfit, that you have to lean with the run game and uh, and then augment it with play-action pass. You're going to have a much higher percentage uh, uh, completion uh, number when you do that via play-action. Right now, uh, Morris is, what, high 50%. You can't survive in a West Coast offense in the high 50s. You've got to be closer to 70 uh, and get yourself into second down and manageable so that both run and pass are available to you. So as much as you like to get it outside to those guys, they'll be much more effective in their yards per catch when you can uh, set it up with some run game and then take some shots down the field because you've invited the front uh, up to the party. Well, and uh, Coach, you mentioned Dylan Morris's struggles with accuracy. He actually leads the Pac-12 in picks as we speak right now. But the guy playing quarterback for UCLA, DTR, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I thought two or three years ago this guy was on his way to being a really good player, and that hasn't happened yet. If you're game planning for DTR, my biggest concern would be him taking off and burning you on the ground the way Chance Nolan um, and the kid for California, Garbers, did. Uh, what do you make of the DTR challenge this, uh, this Saturday? No, I think you're right. If you're game planning for him, you take a little page out of what you do against uh, the Mike Leach offense. You drop eight bunch and let him uh, settle in and try to look down the field, confuse him, and then he will take off running. And then you're in position to you know, get him down on the ground before he makes the sticks. I think that's, a, that's exactly how you play him. He has not taken the next step as a guy who can get through the progression. And I know they're focusing on the run, and if the run isn't there, then – He's got to be the answer. His numbers have dwindled a little bit from last year. Who do you root for when these two teams get together? They're obviously both near and dear to your heart. And you can be honest. There's nobody listening except for me and Dave. Well, I've I've got a a son on one staff. i got a son on one staff. So, you know, I think everybody will forgive me in Seattle on this one. But, uh, listen, I I have uh, a warm place in my heart for both places. On inside college football, uh, I, I, I said I've been fired by both, and it left me deep in the hole. God. But I'll take the brew. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway, and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. 
Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. One's in the pink slip bowl. That's that's how I did, got it. You know, it's, uh, and it's just the way it is, uh, just because uh, Jerry Neuheisel is the wide receiver coach. Yeah, I got you. Well, Rick Neuheisel's with us, and we'd be remiss if we didn't go back at least a week and ask you about that A&M win over Alabama, man, last Saturday. That game was on CBS, and the crowd storming the field, that was just an unbelievable atmosphere last night watching that game, and now there's people that believe that Georgia is head and shoulders above everybody in college football. That was as, as nuts a weekend in college football as we've seen last weekend in a long damn time. We had a uh, Ole Miss-Arkansas game that went 52-51, and Sam Pittman went for, went for two on the last play. Uh, we had an uh, unbelievable Cotton Bowl where Texas and Oklahoma went trading jabs. Texas taking a 28-7 lead and then giving it up uh, after 38-20 at halftime and losing 55-48. Uh, then we had an Iowa-Penn State game where the two teams slugged it out and couldn't muster 600 yards between them. Uh, a number that both teams had uh, in advance of that in, in Oxford, Mississippi. Uh, we had Georgia flexing at Auburn. I was on the call there in, in Jordan-Hare Stadium. That was just an impressive, impressive deal. They're clearly the number one team in the country. And then we had uh, Alabama, the number one team in the land, going down to one of the great college scenes in all the world when that mosh pit was created at Kyle Field. It, listen, college football is just that way this year. Anything can happen and usually does. And that's why I think any big uh, prognostications right now are just that. They're just guesses because anything can happen as we go forward. Kentucky's going into Georgia this week. They're undefeated. They, I mean, they're 6-0. and and, and, yet, and they're going in with this kid, Chris Rodriguez, that can run the ball. Liam Cohen from the Rams is their offensive coordinator. I, I can't tell you that... Georgia's not going to be a little bit flat after the last couple of weeks, but uh, it's just wild college football, and that's why no one should be giving up. No one should be uh, throwing in the towel. You just got to fight each and every week and see where the dust falls at the end of the day. Do you see four legitimate Final Four worthy teams in college football right now? Oh, I think there's more than four. The question is which four will land there. I think it's a big it's a big uh, detriment to Cincinnati that we're not choosing the four playoff teams now. I think the fact that we're going to wait till the first week of November, and everybody knows why, and it makes sense. I think there's going to be people that get ahead of Cincinnati by then, and it's going to be hard for them to get there as good a story as they've been because their schedule in the upcoming weeks isn't very good. They don't have a real meaningful game until November 20th against SMU. I think we've got an unbelievable race in the Big Ten East with four teams that are in the top ten. I think that's incredible. Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, and Ohio State. Yep. Uh, Iowa looks like they're going to you know, sleepwalk to the Big Ten championship game, but they better not sleep on Purdue this week, right? It was Purdue that knocked Ohio State out of the playoff a few years back. So this is just a fun college football season. 
I uh, can't wait to see how this all unfolds. And uh, I think the college football fan has proven they're really important to this whole enterprise. If the scenes of this year haven't gotten your, your juices flowing, I don't know what does. No, no question. Rick Neuheisel, courtesy of Taco Time, is Taco Time Pick of the Week coming up in a matter of minutes. Uh, what the hell's going on with Spencer Rattler at Oklahoma? Well, you know, when you look at his numbers, you go, why are we so concerned? He's a 75% passer, but he's got five interceptions. There's something deeper here, and, and really it comes down to Caleb Williams being really a special player, the kid from Washington, D.C., who's on campus there at Oklahoma. He, he had four carries for 88 yards. He had a 66-yard touchdown run. And for Lincoln Riley, who got really, really uh, uh, lucky in landing guys like uh, Kyler Murray and, and Jalen Hurts, who are both starting in the NFL right now, as transfers to Oklahoma – and seeing what 1,000-yard rushers can do for that position and do for his throw game, it's hard to go back now to Spencer Rattler. And it's, it's a hard pill to swallow for a youngster who came in as the number one guy in the NFL draft, at least the odds-on favorite for the Heisman. And, uh, you know, everybody's saying Oklahoma's offense is going to be gangbusters, but it just hasn't been. I don't know if it's his leadership skill or if it's, uh, if it's a uh, situation with, you know, some, you know, he's just not a team guy. But uh, it was it was very uh, very obvious when he walked in the locker room and wasn't part of that team picture. That's customary after you beat Texas. That spoke volumes, and uh, it's going to be hard for him to get that job back. All right, Rick, it's time for a bounce back taco time pick of the week. You missed on Rutgers uh, against Michigan State last yeah, week. Yeah, that time, chopping yeah. wood that chopping wood thing didn't go so well for us guys and i apologize all right i am i'm struggling this year the picks i promise you but i am going to tell you i feel good about this one uh we're going to stay in the pac 12 we're going to go to utah uh arizona state travels there this weekend now i'm going to take the sun devils and here's why they're a pick them game i love Jaden daniels i love their defense and this is the second time that arizona state will be traveling to salt lake city now, they landed in Salt Lake City and played in Provo when they played BYU, but it was in a big stadium with a big crowd. They will be used to it. They will be used to the noise. They will not get 16 penalties again, and I think they're better than the Utes. I'm going right. to take the Devils. All right. Uh, you and John Wilner are going to ride or die together. Yeah, that's right. Because that was Wilner's pick this week as well. You're both going ASU as a pick em over Utah. We're going to ride the dip and ride it straight to the freaking bank, baby. Coach, <laughs> I love it. Great stuff, and we'll talk in a week. Thanks, Appreciate Coach. it, man. Nobody better than you guys. See you now. Rick Neuheisel with us uh, on the radio show, courtesy of our friends over at Taco Time. You can order ahead. Uh, get ready for the Kraken game tonight. Taco Time and W.com. Pick up your order when you are ready at any store. We'll get a break. Factor Fiction brought to you by the Emerald Queen Casino and then Mike Holmgren. Oh, boy, do we have a lot to talk about oh, with Mike about man. one of his former assistants in Green Bay named John. Coming up live from the Central Barn Restaurant in Bellevue right here on 950 KJ. And Pfizer. Now back to Kraken Game Day with Softy and Dick. Brought to you by Smartsheet. Ready to achieve more with your business? One platform, one workspace. Learn more at Smartsheet.com. All right, boys and girls, we are back. Kraken Game Day. We got the Kraken in Nashville coming up 5 o'clock. Ian Furness doing the game. Uh, Everett Fitzhugh is still in NHL 
COVID protocol. So, uh, Ian will have the game for you at 5 o'clock. He'll have the rest of the road trip as well. And then Everett uh, hopefully back for the Canucks game uh, next Saturday right here on 950 KJR. Mike Holmgren will join us in a matter of minutes. Uh, a lot of stuff to talk about with Mike, obviously. we got pregame with Mike Benton for the Kraken at 430. We'll have Factor Fiction brought to you by the Emerald Queen in about five minutes. Thursday's Dick Day right here on 950 KJR. That means a chance for you to win $1,000 courtesy of the Emerald Queen Casino. Did you read Mitch Hanniger's piece? I did. For The Athletic? I did. I retweeted it. Okay, now it's I awesome. have not read it yet, so if you want to give me a spoiler, that's fine, but tell me what happened. Well, basically, it was it was a compilation of his thoughts from the season, Okay, and he wanted under on no uncertain terms, he repeated it time after time after time, that while it was a fun season, right. fun is not enough. Totally. And that was, the, that was the general take of the piece was we're going to, and he even said it, we're going to bleep and end this thing. Right. That was Did the, you say bleep? He said he, something else. No, he said F, then oh, okay, star, gotcha, gotcha. dot, star, yeah, gotcha. you know, yeah, 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 dollar yeah. sign, right, that, exactly. that sort of that Question sort of mark. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And so I think we should make a T-shirt out of that. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to end this bleeping That's thing. That's a hell of an idea for Simply there Seattle. You go. That's a hell of an idea. Yep, exactly. And so, but he did want to mention how it felt different. Uh, he gave shouts out to my favorite player, Kyle Seeger, but I got to give him. Uh, you know, he, he he talked about how yeah. uh, how Kyle Seeger was uh, was a great leader for. I the thought team. your favorite player was Abraham Toro. My, oh, you're being real, sarcastic. Uh, I, yes. Okay, gotcha. where's the where's the sarcasm yeah, font? Yeah, we on, need that on radio. All right, I'm glad. Okay, so okay. and and just and then lauded the fans for you know how they how they supported him at the at the end of the season and uh, you know so it was it was a cool it was a warm and fuzzy yet word. Definitely not done yet. Type gotcha. Piece. Well, I mean, I like it. First of all, I can't wait to read it. Second of all, uh, third of all, uh, I, I remember when the Mariners went 500 for the very first time. I think it was Bill Plummer, or was it Jim Lefevre? Jim Lefevre. Because yeah, Bill Plummer yeah. then lost, then Fever got Lefevre got fired. Bill Plummer, Plummer won correct. sixty games. Correct. So uh, Jim Lefevre, Believera, mm-hmm. uh, took him to a five hundred record, uh, or uh, excuse me, above five hundred. And Alvin Davis said something like, "Nobody can ever call me a loser ever again," because they went, you know, they won, you know, 80, 82 th- games, two games or whatever games, the hell yeah. it was. So yeah, I mean, things are different now. Like you know, winning ninety games is no longer enough. You do it once, you take credit for it. Like when the Huskies beat. Nebraska on the Holiday Bowl. Remember that in 2010? They were 0-12 two years earlier. They got to 6-6. They got hammered by Nebraska in the regular season, the Taylor Martinez game. They play them on the Holiday Bowl. They win it, and they're a seven-win team, and you get one chance, one opportunity to celebrate something like that, and then you're done. Like when Sark lost to LSU. Remember that in the opener? We celebrated very first game. We're like, this is awesome. We kept it close with LSU. (laughs) But we were 0-12 the previous year, so that felt like progress. You get one of those. So this baseball team, what I feel is they get one chance to kind of, hey, pat themselves on the tuchus for winning 90 games, Mm -hmm. and now let's get serious. But I would have felt the same way had they gone 81 and 81. Uh, to- agreed. Totally I would agreed. have said, agreed. okay, agreed. you know what? We're Whatever ready to win now. Yes. But at least they totally did agreed. accomplish something that was meaningful this year by winning 90. I, I, and, I, and, and you know what? It's meaningful now, but if they lose 90 next year, it's no longer meaningful. You know what else? Right? If Nobody's going to sit back hey, and say, hey, remember that year in 2021 when the M's won 90 games? That was awesome. If they win, <laughs> right. if they win ninety next year yeah. and don't make the playoffs, it's right. meaningless. I, I totally agree. I mean, you. it's all next year. It's all about do. I mean, 
If you go 85 and 77, but you sneak in, absolutely, that's great. If you go absolutely. 91 and 71 and you miss, yep. sorry, that's a failed season Doesn't now matter. for this baseball team. Doesn't matter what their record is, man. You got to make the freaking playoffs. You're judged, uh, yep. you know, by your peers, right? You're judged by the teams that you play. That's why the Seahawks, for me, I mean, I get all worked up. I know you and I talked about the defense yesterday. I mean, you got these two, two, two opportunities really so far to prove yourself against what we think are the two best teams on your schedule so far, and that's Tennessee and the Rams, and they failed both tests, right? And they're not going to have another test like that for probably, what, another month or so until they play the Packers. I mean, these next three games, Pittsburgh, Jacksonville, New Orleans, whatever. I mean, the Saints maybe are going to be okay, but the Steelers aren't very good, and the Jaguars are awful. So the next opportunity for them is against Green Bay. So... I want to see how these guys do compared to the rest of baseball. I want to see how the Huskies do when they go on the road to Michigan or they play Oregon or they go on the road to an Arizona State or they come here, for example, just like I want to see how the Hawks do when they play the elite teams in the NFL. And so far, they haven't done very well. So that's all I care about is how do you do compared to the rest of the damn league? But when it comes when it comes to the dogs, though, I think if they were to win the rest of their games, except maybe they lose the Oregon game, but they win the rest of their games and find a way to get into the Pac-12 championship game, and maybe they lose the Pac-12 championship game, I still think that we will look back and say, well, hey, you know what? They came from losing to Montana to going to the Pac-12 championship game, so there is some progress that is made. Well, but if they lose to Oregon, I'm not sure they're going to make the Pac-12 championship game because I think it's going to be Oregon is still the team to beat in the North. I I know that Oregon State's there and Stanford's there, but, I mean, that's – you, I mean, look, if you can pull that off, yeah. and Oregon falls Oregon apart, would have to lose two Oregon games. would have to fall apart yeah, for that to happen. Games. All right, we'll get to Mike Holmgren coming up in a matter of minutes. Fact or Fiction brought to you by the Emerald Queen Casino right now. It's time for Fact. That's the fact. Or Fiction, powered by the Emerald Queen Casino, the entertainment capital of the Northwest. All right, I'm looking at the picks so far today. Ashley took Alabama minus the points against Mississippi State. Uh, Jim Moore. I keep seeing Jim on the on the spreadsheet here and say, who the hell's Jim? Jim? Oh, Jim Moore. That's right. We hired the guy. We hired, <laughs> we hired Jim Moore. You hear about that? He's back on the step. Uh, Eagles plus seven tonight against Tampa. And then Shockey took Stanford minus the point and a half against Washington State. We still are enjoying, by the way, uh, a four and a half game lead on the field because Puckett is off to an 0-1-1 start already this week. We're 15-9. and It's Thursday. It's Dick Day. What do you got? Well, I do love the confidence that the Texas have had for our picks this week. We have gotten 75%, 78%, and 82% fact uh, fact this week. Text this, this week. week. Right, right. As compared to Ian and Shockey have gotten 31, 66, and 34 for those three picks. So let's continue this out. You say stick with the gut. Yes. This was my first pick of the week when I looked at it on Monday. The Christian McCaffrey situation obviously is a 50-50 for his return, but the line was baked in thinking he was not going to play, all right? Okay. And the line has moved in my favor from Carolina minus one to Carolina plus one. This Carolina defense is no joke. They are third in the NFL at 17 points a, points allowed. Yep, pretty good. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woo a hand clapper, a high-fiver? 
I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. The Minnesota offense, unless they're playing the Seahawks, is terrible. Ooh. They have scored 7-19 and 19 the last two weeks after ripping up the Seahawks, which is my by far the most disappointing defensive performance of the year for the Hawks. I just think the Panthers are a better football team than the Minnesota Vikings, and they're at home, and they're getting points. Yep. Give me the Panthers plus one over Minnesota. They're actually getting a point and a half right now. Hey, look at that. We just got an extra half yeah. point. Thanks for I checking thought, for me. I thought you were going to go the under in that game, the under 46. I like that too, but yeah, we're going to go with Carolina plus the point and a half. Uh, that's the selection for today, 49451. Fact or fiction, you agree with Dick, you think he's a smarty, you text in fact. If you don't agree with Dick, you think he's a moron, you text in, uh, text in fiction to 49451. Carolina plus the point and a half is the game for this weekend. Uh, again, you get one pick right on any show during the week. Just one out of 20, and you're eligible for a $1,000 weekly prize courtesy of Mike Holmgren. He's offered to pay up $12,000 at the end of the year for all the weekly winners. So 49451 Factor Fiction, all brought to you by the Emerald Queen Casino. And if you win this week, as a matter of fact, Mike will give you a free cough drop like he gave one for me here at the bar. I keep waiting for the guy to give me 20 bucks. He keeps giving me cough, cough drops, drops for yeah. crying out loud. Factor Fiction, Carolina plus the point and a half. Fact to 49451. Fiction to 49451. Mike Holmgren, oh boy, do we have a lot to talk about with him. My God. Coming up next, live from the Central Barn Restaurant in Bellevue, Kraken Predators, pregame 4.30, right here on 950 KJ. And Pfizer. Hey, don't do that to me! Don't give me that hand! Don't do that to me! Your home for the 12th man in the NFL presents Mike Holmgren. Say, on sprint auction, if they rush that guy that wide, loaded doesn't get it done. They'll go to something else. Brought to you by Toyota of Kirkland. Check out their entire vehicle inventory at toyotaofkirkland.com or stop by their showroom. Buy Redbox. Redbox has the newest movies fresh from the theater for under two bucks a night. Go to the box or stream on demand. And buy Real Steel. If you want power and reliability, you want to steal. Find yours at steeldealers.com. This is what I had my little peewee guy, Pop Warner, when I started coaching. They could do it better than you guys. And I paid them in popsicles, not millions of dollars. Now, Mike Holmgren on Seattle Sports Radio 950. KJR. But you know what I mean. Yeah. Okay. Can't start it that way. No, you can't. Okay. Yeah. All right, because everyone's riding on your shoulders now. How about instead of a drop, you bring me a popsicle next time. Next week. Yeah. yeah. Next week, I'm bringing it in that. Do I have to bring one for Dick, too? No, just for me. That's oh, for Dave. He's, he's not a popsicle guy. He's more of an ice cream sundae type of well, guy. Well, actually, he does things right, so I don't have to <laughs> yell at him. About that, you know? It's a badge of honor to get yelled at by Mike Holmgren. Well, we're here at the Central Barn Restaurant in Bellevue. Uh, we got Kraken pregame at 4.30, face-off at 5 o'clock. You know, Ian Furness is calling the game tonight. 
in Nashville, realizing a childhood Canadian dream of calling an NHL hockey game. I know he loves hockey, and and, uh, good for him. Yeah, I think you should send him a text, by the way. Tell him not to mess it up. It's 5 o'clock tonight. Say you're listening. There you go. Well, Mike Holmgren's with us, and uh, oh boy, do we have a big story to talk about. Holy cow. John Gruden was on your staff with the Green Bay Packers. You've known him for a long time. You know his family very well. He's been on your show multiple times with us, Coach Gruden has. And nine days ago, Dick and I were sitting at the Emerald Queen getting ready for Chargers Raiders, and they're 3-0. and Here we are a week and a half later, and they're 0-2, and their coach is gone and has had his legacy taken a, a giant hit. What do you make of this John Gruden story, man? Uh, it's just, it's to me, it breaks my heart. It, it really does. I mean, because we do have a history. Yep. Uh, I helped him get his first job in the NFL. We hired him in San Francisco as the first quality control coach in, in football. Wow. And uh, uh, then he then he left. They wouldn't hire him again full-time the next year, so I helped him get into Pittsburgh, University of Pittsburgh with Paul Hackett. But then I, as soon as I got the Green Bay job, I hired him back. And Andy Reid and Steve Mariucci and Gruden shared an office in there in the Green Bay, in Green Bay Packers. And look, it, it, it's... This is a hard one for me. I'll be honest with you. It's uh, I I really love the guy. And uh, did he did he screw up? Did he make a mistake? Yes, yes. But um, down deep inside, I think I know him. And uh, he's coming off looking a certain way. And and really, in most respects, he's not like that. Yeah, that's all. It seems like someone targeted him absolutely and let's why why would they target him and who do you think wanted him out there were six hundred fifty thousand emails and john gruden's the one that's being vilified you know dick think of that for a second i've been thinking about that a lot and i don't know i don't know who would dislike a person so much that you would do that knowing what it would do to your career uh heck i just read today that sketchers which he was doing stuff for it they dropped him. Mm-hmm. I mean, all sorts of stuff. Buccaneers happening. kicked him out of the Ring of Honor. <clears throat> yes. So <laughs> uh, I don't know, but it certainly seems like out of 650,000 emails to have one guy and, and one email and then some others come out against one guy. Yeah. That doesn't seem that doesn't seem right. Something doesn't seem right. Well, I want to ask you about it. There's a, there's a conspiracy theory going around regarding that, which I can ask you about in a second. But Mike Holmgren's with us. I mean, did, did you ever see any – behavior like this from him did this come out of the blue for you were you stunned when you saw this what was your reaction yeah it, it, i was stunned did i see ba- I, I would look at i'd have to he had to come into the principal's office a couple times right early on because he's a fiery guy he 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 you can see it when he coaches you see his you see his face he's like he's grinding and uh sometimes he, he stuff just come out uh and then and then he Half the time, I didn't think he even knew what he was saying, you know, uh, wow. like that. So I would, but that was that was a long time ago. Heck, that was, you know, that, that was when I was in Green Bay in 1994, three, you know. Right. So, uh, and he's, you know, I, I, I was just surprised. I was stunned by, by the whole thing. Softy mentioned the Ring of Honor thing, and, and Puckett was talking about that earlier today. I want to get your take on, on what he said, which was he feels it's kind of hypocritical that a team that throws Antonio Brown out on the field every single day, every single week, can take John Gruden out of the Ring of Honor. Do you, you agree with that? I totally agree with it. Mm. Yep. I, I, I totally agree with that. 
Because let if if yeah, because are there are there two, four, six standards of how you view things? Uh, and you could say that about a, a lot of people in the league, probably. Mm-hmm. You know, you probably could, and you could. And I think if six hundred fifty thousand emails are floating around, right? And if they did, did a deep dive into some of those things, which I, I think they have, I from every indication, I thought they did the league. But uh, to pick one guy and and hang him out to dry like that, granted, he messed up, mm-hmm. but. Uh, if it was me, honestly, if if something like that happened to me and I, I, I apologize and I felt bad about it and legitimately felt bad about it and apologized to whoever needed to hear my apology, then I'd fight like crazy to keep my job. Yeah. I, I don't know. That Did he? I, I don't know, Dave. Yeah. I don't know. Have you I, talked to him, to John? We texted back and forth just a little bit. How's he doing? Uh, it's, it's hard. It's hard, but I, more than maybe even more than John. His wife is just the sweetest, nicest girl, and Kathy and I both have talked about that, and, and it's it's hard on the family, as, as you would think. Obviously. Absolutely. Well, there's a, a theory that some folks have that Mark Davis, who's the owner of the Raiders, he had him locked up to a 10-year, $100 million deal, and he was in, what, year four, I think, of yes. that deal, middle yes. of year four, so he owed him $65 bucks, and there's... Some folks throwing this out there that maybe Mark Davis wanted the emails to come out to get out of his contract. Do you buy that? Not, not for a second. Why not? Not for one second. I, I, you know, there was a time there where I, I know Mark a little bit too because he uh, offered me a job once and we, we, I almost took it. And uh, I know how he feels about John. He really likes. I mean, there's a closeness there that you you rarely get. Bet- I think between an owner and a coach. You know, but it's there. And, uh, no, I don't think there's any chance that that's the way it went. You think he'll try to come back at some point? Oh, uh, Dick, I, you know what? Whether it's coaching or broadcasting? I would think so, but, but think about it for a second. You guys are in this business. We've seen guys get nailed for other things, and they don't get another chance. Jimmy yeah. the Greek. Yeah, they don't get another chance. And so uh, – I don't see it. it it'd be – I don't know. I, I would hope – he gets another chance. I would hope he gets another chance, but it, the way things have gone, uh, it's a little bit of a long shot, I think. Yeah, no question about it. It's, it's, I mean, just from a news perspective, it's a crazy story. I mean, I, I don't know if I've ever seen a quicker fall than what he's gone through. I mean, the guy's going to the park on Monday night, and then nine days later, he's. But he, I mean, he knew that that first email had come out, though. So your point about the other emails that are out there, you know, Mike Freeman, who writes for USA Today, said the NFL is making a simple, cold-blooded calculation. The PR damage of not releasing the emails on a scale of 1 to 10 is a 3. The PR damage of releasing them is a billion. They're doing the right thing from their perspective to control the real damage. So you think the NFL should release all these emails? No, I I don't. But I thought you kind of trust. I always kind of wanted to trust those people in New York to do the right thing. And, uh, you know, but... You're going to release 650,000 emails? Yeah, yeah. Come on, please. Yeah. Now, the, the problem with that, though, is that John got nailed on it. Now, you know, how many people How many people would they have to deal with or lose their jobs or whatever if they released all those things? People were coming at it from the, the Washington 
that whole thing that started it. Right. The, the, watch, the cheerleaders and all that kind of stuff and, and uh, what went on in Washington. And all of a sudden, one guy, one guy. Sure. Gets yeah. nailed. Let me do this. Curtis, are you saying we got Chris on hold right now? Is that right? Yes. Okay. Uh, let's just do this for a few minutes because joining us right now on the show, he's calling the game on Sunday night, the Steelers and Seahawks. Uh, Chris Collinsworth has called into the radio show. Specifically, we're being told just to say hi to you. So, Chris, have at it. Mike Holmgren is here. Go for it, pal. What's up, Mike? How are you, brother? Hey, Chris. How's it going? I, I, I wanted to tell the story that my one, my one entree into broadcasting the first time was with Chris and Bob Costas at a Super Bowl. And Chris was, he, he could, and he's the pro. And I was learning, I was nervous. And he, he really helped me through that. And then when it was all over, I thought I did a great job. And Chris said, Yeah, st- well, stick it, it to coaching. All those drinks we <laughs> had beforehand, man. Why'd you, <laughs> why'd you tell me to stick to coaching? Why'd you tell me that? <laughs> I, I, I've been trying to talk you out of that for a long time. Look how easy your life is. You're just on there talking about 650,000 emails. I've already read all of them. I've, I've read them all. So I know about this. Oh, listen, hey, thanks for coming on the show. I know you're, you're busy as all get out. And uh, just just a real quick thing, just down deep inside on this thing with Gruden, uh, as a former player and, and stuff. Well, how, how do you what's your read on this? You know what I find interesting is like okay, he was obviously incredibly wrong with everything that he did, and, and we all understand that. The thing, if I were the NFL, I'd be nervous about right now. If if he sues them, right? which is possible, no matter, I don't know what happened with his contract, I don't know anything, but because a lot of what happened to him were those emails, those emails now would be discoverable to him in a lawsuit. So anything that happened within those emails, and we all know there's gonna be plenty in there for everybody, now becomes vulnerable because of the fact that John Gruden got fired. Now, I'm not saying any of this is possible or even happening, right. but you just get the feeling that this is the opening of Pandora's box, uh, and who knows what comes out of it. And it's unfortunate on all levels for the NFL, but sometimes the light of day shining through ends up you know, being a long-term positive. So we shall see. Yeah, we shall see. That's for sure. Hey, listen, Going to a happier subject, or I guess happier for some people, not not for the Seahawks. The Seahawks without Russell Wilson. Does it? You know, I don't know when you were playing. If one of the guys got one of the veterans got hurt, quarterback. How is it? How does it change what they do? You know, I, it just depends. I, I watched the game the other night, and I get obviously the ninety-eight yard drive was phenomenal, and if. You know, they don't have a, their receiver uh, fall down on the play. Tyler doesn't, you know, get tripped or whatever it was on the play. Who knows what he would have done in that last-second comeback. So I, I thought the thing, Mike, for me that was most impressive was the way he ran the offense at the line of scrimmage. I mean, you could tell he was in complete control. And, and Gino, you know, I think that he, when he was a young player. With, the- with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Jets and da-da-da, all that kind of stuff. It was one thing, but I, I saw a real maturity and a real intellect almost running that offense out there. So I'm kind of interested because when you're going against the Steelers, they're going to throw some stuff at you. Nobody knows that better than you. And you better be ready to adjust on the fly. And from what I saw of him the other night, I think he is going to be ready. And and I'm excited about that part of the matchup. Well, hey, listen, I can't thank you enough for coming. We're we're squeezed for time here, so i got to cut you loose, and you're probably happy about that. But thanks for for coming on. And say hello to your partner for me, will you? Will do. Come by the booth and say hi, man. Thanks, Chris. You got it. Chris Collinsworth. That was pretty cool hearing from him. Wish we could have kept him on longer, but we got to pay your gigantic salary. Get some commercials out of the way here, for God's sakes. We're going to break. We're live at the Central Bar and Restaurant in Bellevue. More with Mike Holmgren before the Kraken and Predators pregame with Mike Benton, 430 right here on 950 KJR. Sports Desk, your 950 KJR Sports Headlines. All righty, boys and girls, 405 on a Kraken game day afternoon. Uh, brought to you by our friends at Buddies, Goodies and Glass. It's always 420 at Buddies, baby. Why would you need to know that? Why is that so important to you? Speaking of the Kraken, game number two, looking for win number one, 4.30 pregame, 5 o'clock faceoff with Ian Furness from Bridgestone Arena in Nashville. Kraken and Predators pregame show with Mike Benton about 25 minutes away right here on 950 KJR. Kyrie Irving went on Instagram today and said he's not retiring and he's not getting vaccinated. So he is going to remain off of the Nets roster. All righty. Baseball. The Cardinals have fired their manager, Mike Schilt. Don't screw that name up, by the way. After a 90 and 72 (laughs) season over philosophical differences, Tony La Russa will come back as the White Sox skipper in 2022 with the Yankees letting go of three coaches, including their hitting coach Marcus Timms today. Be honest, could you have named the Cardinals manager before today? Not a chance. Me neither. Chuck could, though. Yeah, Yes, yeah. he could, and yeah. he'd let you know about it. Oh, yeah. Brianna Stewart has undergone a minor Achilles reinforcement procedure, but she will be ready for the 2022 season. Uh, what else we got? Uh, Seahawks, Trey Flowers, former Hawk, claimed by the Bengals. Washington football team going to retire Sean Taylor's number 21 this weekend, and if you're looking for the Tampa Bay Philly game, it's on 1090 KJR tonight at 520. Bears starting running back Damian Damian Williams has been placed on the COVID list, meaning that likely rookie Khalil Herbert slated to start for Chicago against the Packers. And Dodgers and Giants, winner gets the Braves in the NLCS Game 5 of the NLDS tonight. Dodgers will start reliever Corey Knable against Logan Webb of the Giants in the pivotal Game 5. There will be blood between L.A. and San Francisco. All right, we'll keep it right here. Mike Holmgren with us for one more segment, getting ready for Kraken pregame at 4.30 with Mike Benton. Benton, Ian Furness has the call tonight at 5 o'clock from Nashville. And we haven't even talked about the Hawks yet. Spent the whole first uh, segment talking about John Gruden and what's going on with him. Uh, just an unbelievable situation that the NFL is going to look bad no matter what. If they sit on the emails, they look bad. If they let the emails out, they n- uh, most certainly will look bad because you absolutely will find some stuff that you don't want out there. But Seahawks got to get things turned around. And uh, the question you asked Chris Collinsworth about this offense without Russell Wilson. Dick and I have been talking all week long about, you know, how will Geno Smith look? How will the offense look? How will they call it differently? What if he does well? Will people want Russell Wilson benched? Will they go crazy and chant Geno's name when Russell comes back if he struggles? What do you think about this old quarterback conundrum they're in right now? Well, I I think he played well enough last week. He showed what he can do. And I think... As, you know, I, I was thinking back my last year in Seattle when Hasselbeck got hurt. <clears throat> if Matt would have been the only one that got hurt, if we still had everybody else 
we wouldn't have been as good, but we would have been better. We would have been okay. But everyone else got hurt. Yep. Now, if Seahawks, if they can stay healthy on offense and have Geno be the quarterback, he can do a lot of the same stuff. He throws well. He moves well. He's, I think he's very smart. He's played in the league a long time. What you might not get are those miraculous plays that Russell seemed to pull out of his hat. You know, but offensively, I think they're going to be. I think they're going to be okay hmm. offensively. Would you pare down your game plan much? I'd probably pare it down a little bit, be, yeah. just simply because he hasn't played much lately. But then I w- he would. I would give him as much as he could handle, because I think he's he's a talented guy. Right. Well, the look, I Dick and I have talked about this a lot. That I think a game like this to ask Gino to win it for you. Don't do that. He's a backup quarterback. Go ask Bobby Wagner and Jamal Adams and your highest paid guys on offense to win the game for you. And Jamal Adams hasn't been blitzing as much as he was a year ago. And because of that, the three of us have as many sacks as he does, which is zero. Do you agree, first of all, with the idea of backing him off with his blitz count? And if you do agree with that, is it time to maybe flip the script and say, you know what, let's start sending him a little bit more like we did a year ago? Well, you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. Because if he starts coming on blitzes, their secondary has been very, very shaky, right. in my opinion. They've, they've, they've had to figure out who was going to play corner, and they're still doing it. They're, they did it this week. And so, okay, that's one thing. If you play him back and the front guys aren't getting enough pressure, then all of a sudden there are holes and zones and things like that, and quarterbacks can take advantage of it. So... It, it's it's a combination of things, and not it's not just Jamal Adams. It's is are we getting home with people other than Jamal Adams, or do we have to blitz him to get home? Yeah, that's the question you have to ask. And if they do that, if they have to blitz him, then the other guys have to step up in the secondary. They really do. They haven't played a lot of man to man. It's obviously they're trying to protect their coverage guys by playing a lot of soft zone with a guy like Roethlisberger who's. You know, he's old. He's immobile. They don't have Juju Smith-Schuster. Is this maybe the perfect game to say, you know what, let's trust these corners a little bit, play outside man-to-man, and come after the quarterback a little bit? Yeah, I'd say it's tough. I mean, he's get, uh, Roethlisberger's getting hammered a little bit for being he's an older guy, and, yeah. he's, and he's had a couple bad games this year, but he had a good one last week. Uh, he, he can throw the ball still. He can still throw it. It's just a matter of if he has time. So a, a big part of the game plan to me would be to pressure him. How, if you do it with Jamal Adams or if you do it, however you do that. Sure. Bobby Wagner, you know, somebody. Let's get pressure on him. Hopefully have him make mistakes. If you don't, if you don't, I think he can, he can bang you pretty good. Yeah, well, he's 39. He's been banged up a little bit. He can't move. And I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, to me, Dunlap, you know, where's where's he been? Where's Kerry Hyder been? Where's Jordan Brooks been? This That's is right. not just about Jamal Adams, but there's a lot of folks out there, mostly on Twitter, by the way, okay, which is a great representation of reality, who believe that the coaches are using him wrong. He needs to be near the box. We've talked about playing him at linebacker. He'd be undersized, but you're trying to make chicken salad from chicken crap in some ways. You're robbing Peter to pay Paul, but have they been, pl- have they been playing him out of position by asking him to be a coverage safety. I think he's he's his strength is in blitzing and disrupting and being in the box. And blitzing. That's what I think. Right. Yes. Yeah. Now the thing is, you can't blitz him. You gotta you gotta mix it up. You have to mix it up. Uh, but I I've seen him. There's there's a lot of things happening in the secondary aside from Jamal Adams. But that's that's a big thing. Put him in the box. That's where he's best. Blitz him sometimes from there. Drop him from there. He can get to where he has to do in coverage from there. 
that's what I do. Russell reportedly today produced his own scouting report for all of his offensive teammates this week. Awesome. So he's going into coach mode. So how much help can a player be to a coaching staff getting ready for a game if they're injured like Russell is? Uh, I would say, normally speaking, I wouldn't, I wouldn't invite him to the meetings. That's me. Wow. Except he's Russell Wilson, in which case, well, let me finish. Okay. But, you know, unless, but I wouldn't invite. And the quarterbacks I've had didn't want to do that. They didn't want to do that. Yeah. You call a game, just I'll, I'll execute it, but you call it. Yeah. The Russell is a different cat, and he, yeah, you know, I would absolutely bring him in. I don't know if I'd bring him in in our staff meetings, but I would have meetings with him one-on-one, and then I would be the conduit to, to everyone else. Right. Well, I think it's great that he's doing that. I think they need all hands on deck. I mean, these are three pretty crucial games, and I don't know. He could be back for the Packer game in, what, four or five weeks from now, weeks, so you yeah. want to make sure that he he doesn't you know re-injure the finger. But with, with Geno, you know, Dick and I were talking about this, about you know how good he really is, and, and I've said before that I think it's a different story this week versus last week. When a guy comes off the bench and the defense prepared for somebody else, now Pittsburgh has a whole week to get ready for Geno Smith. I mean, is it really... Honestly, a different animal when you got a week to get ready for somebody versus what the Rams saw in a pinch last Thursday. No, I don't think so. Right. I, I think I think they're going to get ready. They're going to get ready for the Seahawks. Geno Smith's the quarterback. You're not going to see a lot of different plays. You're not going to see a lot of different tempos. You're going to see what they've done offensively, and just you might not see the extent like you talked about, Dick. You might be they might scale it down just a little bit. But if I'm Pittsburgh, I'm playing the Seahawks. I'm playing Metcalf. I'm playing Lockett. The quarter, whoever plays quarterback, uh, yeah, I'm going to scout him and then see what he does well and see where maybe where we can get him a little bit. But no, I'm looking at the other guys. Well, and the number of touches Chris Carson gets if he's healthy is is huge too. I was just didn't practice at, today, by the didn't way. Practice again no. today. Well, after Pete said he was going he to yesterday. He was, yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. But I saw this week. Seahawks are in Carson's career. They're 24 and five when he gets 17 or more touches, and they're 10 and 12 when he doesn't. Yeah. Now, how much of that is? causation and how much of it is just you know kind of fluky and it doesn't really mean anything no i i think i think he is a valuable p- part to that team and he hasn't been there mm-hmm. and if i read it correctly it, it's his neck and it's a yes. recurring yeah. problem now that that's that's a little tricky now you hear neck and you hear the player how he runs and how he does stuff i can see where they'd be a little cautious but they are a much better offensive football team when he's playing even though Collins has done a decent job, he really has. And the other guys fill in, but Carson's he's a load, and they miss him. Yeah, I just I, I wonder for a guy who usually plays pretty physical, how apprehensive he will be with a neck injury, right? This is not a wrist or a knee or a shoulder or whatever. This is a damn neck, and I don't know how, how aggressive he's going to be in this game, even if he does play on Sunday. Because he's played before, but he hasn't looked right. No, that's and that you bring up a very good point. If that's, That injury, you can't mess around with that stuff. You know, and, and we talk about Russell's injury. You got your fingers, you got, you got stuff. But when your neck, when it's your neck, yeah. no. You got to be careful. We've been talking about quarterbacks making a lot of money like this one does, and we're seeing... Who is winning in the in the NFL right now? Justin Herbert, Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, all these quarterbacks that don't make any money so you can build this super team around them. You know, how do you how do you go about doing that? I mean, you have to pay the quarterback and yet it's almost 
history says you're not going to win a Super Bowl if you got a quarterback making a ton of money. Well, <clears throat> you don't have a choice as an organization, in my opinion. If you, <laughs> if, you have, if you have the quarterback that's the franchise quarterback, you're going to have to pay him. You, you just got to know that. Then you have to figure out the other stuff. You have to figure out the other stuff. And whether you go light in the offensive line, you got young people there, wherever, you know. But historically, we you could go light at safety. That was one of the positions. Corners got paid. Left tackle got paid. The safety's not that he's not important, but that guy didn't get paid like Jamal Adams is getting paid. Yeah. Right, right. And, and, he, and he was good players. So, you know, it's 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 how you want to set up your team. But Dick, you, you have a very good point. These young guys now, those teams, when their next contract comes yeah, up, they're in trouble. They got the Chiefs right they, now. Then they got to figure out how they're going to do that. Yeah, I mean the cap goes up every year, and eventually it may catch up to you. But I wonder if there's going to be ever a case in the NFL where a team will have the guts to say, "Nope, we're not doing it." We're not going to resign. Might you. be the Ravens. Yeah, we're going to. Might gonna, be the Ravens. We're going to suck as much Addy as we can, and then by year five, we're going to pick up the option and then say goodbye. The quarterback. Yeah, mm -hmm. for a star quarterback. I mean, like Kyler Murray right now. The Ravens or the um, the Bills right now with Josh Allen. They're in a window before those guys start making you know forty fifty million dollars. I will bet you a whole package of halls. Things that cough drops. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that is not going to happen. Well, I'm not saying I would feel good about my wager, but I wonder if some hotshot, young, analytics-driven general yeah. manager like will we're gonna yeah. go get our own new yeah. quarterback One in the draft. Day down the road, just say we're not doing it because nobody wins with those guys, I ever. I, I would like that hotshot to come into my office oh, and say, man. this you would have to do. you got to do this. Yeah. And he, I would, I, of course, I'm in my quiet way, I would say, uh, excuse me. Yeah. See the door. Yeah. See the big door downstairs. <laughs> go through this door, then go through that door. Yeah, he'd, be, he'd go from a hot shot to smack the cross the face shot. All right, good stuff. Get out of here, and we'll see you next week. Right, buddy. Appreciate it, pal. We'll we got uh, Kraken pregame show, Nashville, and the Kraken. Kraken looking for their very first win in franchise history. Could it come tonight? You'll find out. Ian Furness, the uh, Canadian, realizing a dream of calling the NHL on radio at 5 o'clock. Mike Benton's going to have your pregame game show Kraken at Nashville are coming up next on your home for Kraken Hockey Sports Radio 950 KJR. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.